Welcome back to the Love, Sex and Alchemy podcast. Today I am here with Brie Taylor and I have no idea to pronounce your last name. You asked me that before. Molyneux. <laughs> I was just looking at it. Sorry, what is it? Molyneux. Molyneux. Well, I would have got that wrong, so I'm glad I didn't even try. But thanks for joining me today, Brie. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Sarah. <laughs> so Bree and I have just been sitting here having a bit of a chat um, before we press record about what we feel we want to talk about today. So we've thrown around a couple of topics over the last couple of months that we spoke about doing a podcast together. And what's feeling really alive for us today is to talk about the power of vulnerability and see where that takes us. So before we get started, Bree, if you could please... Um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and um, yeah what you do in the world <laughs> oh wow that's such a big thing to always ask isn't it what do you do in the world <laughs> <laughs> your magic that's probably yeah, better <laughs> I, oh that's a whole other thing magic um, my my title at the moment that I that I resonate most most strongly with is an inter- intimacy and embodiment coach so for me I'm actually trained as a clinical hypnotherapist and I've practiced with the mind for a really long time and I started to feel like the body was being left out. So my passion now is bringing emotional connection, intimate connection, heart-open connection to relating with self and with other and using the body primarily as a vehicle for that, as I know you do, so through sacred sexuality, through self-connection, and just through sort of being emotionally available and open to whoever it is that we want to connect with. Mm, I love that. Beautiful. And I guess that's like, in essence, what we sort of want to talk about today, which is really like, you know, labeled as vulnerability, but Mm. it's really like just about being in the body and being with what is, you know, it's like our mind wants to take us out of the body our mind wants us like chasing pleasure (laughs) so anything that doesn't feel good we're like nah let's not feel that let's run away let's keep busy let's eat some more food (laughs) let's avoid intimacy for a bit because I'm not sure how to communicate what I need or want or set a boundary so it's like yeah I guess we want to talk about the magic of of not just following those impulses of the mind to chase pleasure and avoid pain, but be with all of it and learn how to actually, you know, be in life with that like vulnerability Mm. and learn how to express and create intimacy from that place. Be in the aliveness of life in this moment. Mm. Because that's all there is really, isn't there? For me, that's what landed from what you were just saying is the reminder that when we take the mind out of the equation and we come back into the body, there's only the intimacy of this moment, the presence of this moment and how the body feels and how we're responding and feeling and what we're picking up in the environment. And There's so much there if we just slow down to be with it. Mm, yeah. I know it's like we are these we're this sensory human who has 
shut off its senses essentially we're like ah we don't want like I'm such a sensitive being and I'm so sensitive that as a kid I was like I can't I can't operate I don't know how to operate in this sensitivity you know I'm not I'm not getting my needs met at this level like no one can meet me here so I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this off like this is too much you know I'm gonna harden a little bit I'm gonna like bring on these protective shields um, and hide this part of me from the world. And it's only been really probably in the last like two, three years that I'm like, ah, my sensitivity is my gift. Mm. Yeah. My softness is my gift, my power. Yeah. I resonate with that so much. The sensitivity and the shutting it down and then re-welcoming it. And seeing what a gift it is, not just for me, but for others in the world. And, and I'm sure the same way that you do. And isn't it beautiful to honour it, to welcome it, to not try to change it? Yeah. And to stop judging it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Because there's so much as women, but for men too, I guess, you know, the sensitive new age guy thing. There's so much backlash around being overly sensitive because our culture supports, in a lot of ways, I believe, masculine traits and maybe doesn't recognise the feminine ones so much. So sensitivity is a more feminine trait, intuitive, you know, expansion, capacity through the body, all of that is intuitively attached to the feminine essence, which can happen obviously in both bodies, Mm. just in female bodies. Yeah, totally. There's so many sensitive men. Like I tend to attract them a lot and like, you know, grew up with quite a, a sensitive brother as well. So yeah, and it's it's such a like it's such an honor and yeah, real privilege to see men like soften into that as well and and you know, um learn how to yeah, not protect themselves and and celebrate the parts of them that are so deeply feeling, you know, and not mm-hmm. just shut down and run away, but meet that. Yes, I agree. Mm. Can't add to that. It was perfect. (laughs) I'd love to hear a little bit about like your journey of this, like of like claiming Mm. your sensitivity and claiming your your vulnerability and learning how to, um, yeah, express this part of you in the world. It's interesting because I feel like one of my biggest learnings has been in the realms of vulnerability to date, who knows what lies ahead. But in my longest relationship, which was quite a long time, 17 years, I I really hadn't learnt how to be vulnerable in all the ways that I could have. And when that relationship ended and I went into the deep, deep place of soul searching that it invited, I started to discover all the places that I'd held myself back through closing, through closing my heart, through not expressing how I was feeling through my body, all those sensitivities you're talking about. I just, I hardened them and I was terrified actually of emotional intimacy. I, I craved it so much and I wanted to be met in it and yet I wasn't willing to open into the vulnerability of letting someone else in, but also letting him see me. And so that was such a huge turning point for me when I started to realise, wow, 
I can't have this experience of deep, soulful, like mind-blowing sex and beautiful connection and the relationship that I really want until I cultivate intimacy, firstly with myself, <laughs> to get really vulnerable, you know, and look at my own shadows a lot and then start to learn how to retrain my body to not freak out and close in a really avoidant way because of those sensitivities and start to come back into openness and receptivity. And I kind of came up with this hashtag slogan <laughs> once I really started to feel comfortable with it. Vulnerability is my superpower. Mm, yeah, and, and to me that was the reminder of what a gift it is. And they, I even got that reminder again today, you know, that in a female body it's such an amazing gift for me to be able to express my vulnerability. I think it is for everyone, but for me... I think it's even more true for the feminine for a lot of reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) And like, that's how the masculine can meet us, right? In all of these like deep yearnings for this intimacy and love and, and, you know, playfulness and softness and all the things that we want more of. Um, Yeah. I love that. I can, I can really resonate to your story. And I think actually a lot of women can, you know, um, especially around this like yearning for this, deep intimacy but like having no idea how to create that right and really like wishing like almost like putting it on our partner like it's so so much easier to blame other people rather than to like go oh like how am I not like creating that you know how am I blocking that in my life so yeah absolutely and I definitely was putting it on him I didn't I didn't understand that I needed to have intimacy with myself to reclaim my pleasure actually as well like that was a big piece that was missing in the vulnerability and the intimacy was that it's my responsibility to know what I want and then to be brave enough to speak it or to express it or to ask for it I can't expect him to be a mind reader and to know what I want that was way too much responsibility on him and incredibly frustrating for for my partner I imagine so Mm. yeah there's a lot of self um, ownership there in being willing to be vulnerable and not put it on someone else that that they need to know what we need all the time how can they we don't know what we need half the time (laughs) do you totally yeah (laughs) totally it's like we can't expect someone to meet us at a level that we're not willing to meet ourselves yeah 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 so intimacy with self and then intimacy with other yeah totally totally Mm. yeah I love that oh yeah (laughs) it's just like feeling us both just like ah soften into our bodies in that moment come back into like the feeling realm (laughs) Uh, yeah it's interesting yeah totally and you know I still witness this in myself like um and and how I witness it is I witness it in the way that I show up in my relationship and whether I'm received or not so you know like even though I teach all this stuff like I'm a human I don't get it perfect every time and uh, there was a 
there was a time just the other week actually where I was very much in like a work sort of like stressy sort of mode um, because I like had a deadline on something that I was doing and I went and asked my partner something and he just like completely didn't receive it like completely was just like snapped at me and just like closed off and I was like whoa like he completely misunderstood what I was saying but rather than being like oh I can't believe you responded in that way and you just misunderstood me I was like I was like oh like okay like I, I thought that I communicated that in a way that could be easily understood, but clearly I didn't because he didn't receive it. So I went back in there and I said, hey, babe, I noticed that you misunderstood me and that you didn't receive me in that last thing I said to you. And I'm wondering how I could, uh, this is what I meant firstly, and I'm wondering mm. how could have I expressed that in a way that you could have actually received me in that And essentially, like, in essence, his answer was, like, I need you to, like, be more soft and vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. And it's such a gift, like, to be able to really, like, own that, hey, it's not just all their fault. Like, maybe there was something that I could improve on. Um, And and just hearing that, I was like, oh, and it was interesting because, like, that same week I was, I was teaching feminine communication and vulnerability in my group program and I was like oh yeah (laughs) I'm getting a a big hard initiation into this right now (laughs) beautiful reminder yeah Mm. I love that you went back to him and asked yeah as opposed to I mean that's an example of what we were talking about before we started recording is you know it's so easy to to judge someone else or to blame someone else when we don't get what we want as opposed to being vulnerable enough to step in and say, how could I have done that better? How would you have received me more and be willing to learn from that versus saying, you did this and you did that and you're a horrible person and why are you looking after me or kind of just going into man shame? Mm, Yeah. It's like the difference between like, um, you know, being on the defensive and being receptive Mm. and like the word that I like to use in there is like curiosity. Yeah. And it takes vulnerability. Like it takes you to be able to really like sit with how you feel and then find the curiosity in that to then go and and actually ask the vulnerable question of like, hey, I'm curious, like, you know, what happened there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Curiosity. It's the beautiful mind opener, Mm. actually, and body opener, I find. Totally. And like the the opposing sort of word to that, which I find is often the cause of a lot of conflicts in relationship is assumption. (laughs) Yeah. We make an ass out of each other when we assume. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think when when it comes into like assuming, it's like, this is just another way that we avoid vulnerability. Mm. it's like oh they meant that and that's why I feel this way like I don't need to go into it I don't need to explore this sensation in my body (laughs) like I'm just going to assume that that's what they meant and yeah and it's like just a way of just avoiding it is and I would dare say that for me at least that's an example of not wanting to feel what's there so avoiding you know, that closure in the body. It's not like someone says something, it's not well received and there's a sting. It's like, oh, oh, that hurt, but I don't want to feel that, so I'll lash out Mm. as opposed to 
oh, that hurt. Well, what do I do with that? I can own that. I can move it through my body and, you know, transmute it. Then I can get curious what, what's really happening here. And the beautiful power about that is what usually comes next after that curiosity and that vulnerability of leaning in is a deeper connection. Mm. Both people open and there is a like a deeper understanding, seeing each other being seen. Absolutely. That's my intimacy drug anyway. (laughs) It's just those moments where it drops deeper. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, what you were speaking about, like, is actually really fucking difficult for a lot of people. (laughs) Like, it takes practice to find the pause you know, rather than going into this reaction mode. And I know for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's taken, I've taken a lot of practice and sometimes I still don't get it right. (laughs) Sometimes I still react, you know, and, and it's like, even in those times where I still react from that, like, you know, from that fear response, from that wounded part of me that took it personally, um, that couldn't stay regulated in whatever was happening. Like, can I not judge that? And can I then go, oh, I just reacted. I made an assumption. You know, I've got a lot of energy or I'm feeling a lot right now. Can I feel it still? And can I then like still step into my vulnerability rather than going into this shame spiral, you know, or blaming the other person and staying in that energy? Can I, can I soften into the truth of what's actually going on for me and own that mm. and communicate how, like open up intimacy an intimate um an intimate conversation around what happened how i'm feeling i know i'm really called to <clears throat> invite the listeners to reflect on what you just said and think about the last time they felt like that and where where did your body go you know, did your did your heart close? Did your shoulders tighten? Did you get a pang in the side of your head or a twist in your belly? Like where did your body close as a sign of ouch or hurt or whatever the emotion is? And then what happened next? Because I, I think they're the moments you're talking about is noticing where is my pattern? Where do I go? You know, if we get the twist in the gut or the stab in the gut or the panic in the heart, it's like knowing that's our pattern of closure and knowing that next time it happens to stop and pause and and be with it, to breathe with it, to really connect into it and to not rush into the response, the, the reaction, the lashing out, the words just. Or the avoidance and the staying in the closure. Yeah. I think, like, for me, I've had to learn those patterns in myself to, to be able to attune to them more and to know what where the healthy range is as well. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And um, it's really about, like, learning, learning how to create safety in those moments, right? Mm. It's like the lashing out or the going inside <clears throat> of your cave and closing off to the world and not speaking to anyone and just avoiding, like, that's yeah. just your habitual pattern of safety of trying to create safety but it's it's not it's it's illusionary it doesn't actually create safety right 
it creates more disconnect. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's just like learning how to like first bring awareness to those patterns. And then it's like, yeah. like, how can I actually create safety? Like, how can I actually bring myself into a regulated state here? Yeah, like what does my body need? Do I need to, you know, am I going into freeze and going into complete shutdown? Am I like avoiding running away and like avoiding my partner for two days, you know, or am I lashing out and just staying in this state of like hyper, you know, mm -hmm. uh, energy and like just staying angry and then like in our mind just continuing to feed that anger by like, you know, being like, oh, it's, it's all them, then blaming them rather than dropping into the body and coming coming back into the body mm. yeah here and now yeah mm. <sighs> there was so many things that were bubbling in there as you were speaking and they've all just evaporated <laughs> I love that I often find that when other people are speaking to I'm like oh and then I'm like oh they're gone <laughs> Uh, but on that note like I just want to say it's like I've spent I've spent like you know over 10 years in the personal development space and I've spent thousands of dollars and countless hours like doing this work mm -hmm. and I wish that someone told me what we just spoke about like 10 years mm -hmm. ago because it would have saved me a lot of hard work and pain like all I really needed to know is like the most important thing that I can do is learn how to regulate my nervous system yeah. and learn learn how to create safety for myself yeah and that and that's the vulnerability that's the like oh I need to feel it all yeah and learn how to be in life from this place and and learn how to calm myself down mm. or, or or like meet meet the the pain rather than run away I couldn't agree more, Sarah. I, for me, the, the, the nervous system piece has been pivotal as well. And I wish someone had told me this 20 years ago when I first started on my personal development in sort of journey as well. I was like, why are people not talking about this enough? And the thing that um, has helped me a lot to really start to transition into that is speaking what's there. And, and you were touching on this earlier. So, you know, when those emotions are happening and we're feeling dysregulated and we're feeling scared and we want to withdraw into the cave, it could be in that moment that I say, oh, I, I actually notice right now, so I'm feeling really scared. I'm, I'm not feeling safe in this moment. And just the speaking of that, the authenticity of that vulnerable acknowledgement that I'm not okay in this moment the other person gets a sense of connection and they get an intimate, oh, wow, okay, and then they can choose how to respond to that. But, again, most often it, it becomes a source of regulation. Just the speaking of it just starts to take the edge off it. Is, have you had that experience too? Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> just like giving it a voice or just speaking into like what you're experiencing and what's happening. It's almost like a either stops or slows down that snowball yeah. effect of fully going into it yeah yeah, yeah. and I, for me for a long time coming from a therapeutic model it was it was always that we need to fix this we need to fix this and yet learning to just speak it has been the most simple and profound gift for me because 
there's nothing to do actually (laughs) and then it connects me back into my body and then usually there's a collective connection into the body if there's other people in the space and then that oh happens again and we just drop and then what do we do now where where do we go from this moment without needing to solve anything there's a felt embodied leadership or a guidance in that moment if we pause enough Mm, yeah I love that it's almost like stepping out of like the old paradigm like masculine way of doing stuff which is like let's find a solution and let's fix this and actually just coming back into the feminine and like just meeting it in our in our body and giving that expression whether that's words whether that's just touching our body where we feel it you know and just and and giving it some breath and it's like that in itself can actually hold the power to alchemize whatever you're experiencing yeah Often it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Without any effort or attention, it's just well, putting attention on it, speaking it, breathing with it. They're so simple, these tools, that they're often overlooked. Yeah, and on that note, what's coming up for me, and I'm wondering if you can maybe, like, have any tips around this. Um, You know, I'm sure you're probably similar to me. Like, um, we have a lot of, we surround ourselves with the people that are very like-minded yeah so they're very like if we said to them like oh I'm feeling really unsafe and I've got this like weird sensation in my body like they could meet that but I'm curious of any tips of like if there's any people listening and they're like if I said that out loud like the people in my life would be like are you okay like what is wrong with you like (laughs) what has happened Like they wouldn't know how to meet that vulnerability. They wouldn't yeah. know how to meet that truth that actually maybe would make them feel really uncomfortable and they wouldn't mm. and they wouldn't know what to do. So I'm wondering if you have any tips for anyone that resonates with that. Mm. What a great question. <laughs> well, there's a few things that come to mind. The first is that for me, when I have those experiences, I've found the more I accept myself and the more I'm not in judgment of myself for that experience, the more okay others seem to be with it. And I've noticed there's a really organic unfolding, particularly over the last year or so, where other people are coming to me and acknowledging the shifts they feel in me and that that creates an invitation for them to feel more comfortable in their discomfort. So sometimes that could be just me being okay that I'm emotional or vulnerable, speaking it, knowing it could upset the other person, but I'm okay in my rawness. Mm. And that seems to invite them into being more okay of me and then by extension themselves. Does that make Mm. sense? Yeah, it's like this permission piece. Yeah. It's like show up as yourself and you're giving everyone else permission to do that too without again trying to do anything it's just an organic unfolding Mm, yeah I love that and and I think the second thing that comes to mind is um speaking it as well it could be saying in that example I'm feeling really unsafe right now I want you to know that there's nothing that you need to do, but maybe if you could just stand here with me or or hold me or sit next to me or, you know, if we're resourced enough to be able to ask for what we need, then that 
can sometimes help the other person if they don't know what to do, if it's not in their scope of language to um, to go, oh, sure, well, oh, great, thanks for letting me know how you're feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, for pe- and there is an imitation there to speak our needs, which is a powerful vulnerability as well. Mm, yeah, I love that. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful answer. And also what's coming through for me, it's like, and can you not take it personally if they can't receive you and hold you in that, yeah. you know? It's like a part of the vulnerability is learning to hold ourselves, you know, not not like every time we speak our vulnerability and how we feel, like it's not always going to be met, even if you are doing it in this soft, vulnerable way. Like some people are just, it's going to bring <clears throat> a lot up for them. And it's and like you said, it's going to, it's an invitation for them to feel what's alive yeah. for them. And some people don't want to do that or they're not ready to do that. So, you know, it's not always going to be received. Um and and can you be okay with that can you can you still hold yourself and not shut down and go into this like rejection spiral or whatever else you know and 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 use that as an excuse to continue to shut down and go back into your old pattern yeah self-beat and clothes yeah yeah (laughs) and and I think for me that leads into the next kind of thread Sarah of how we um how expressing our vulnerability from a desire to get something is not is not what we're talking about Mm. it's you know particularly if we're talking about um, feminine vulnerability I see it as an invitation it's like I'm revealing part of my heart because I want you to see it and I want you to feel it and I want you to get a sense of what's alive in my being right now that you can't feel because you're in your own being. So here, have a taste of this. See if you can resonate with this or calibrate with this. And it's not because I need anything from you. It's just what's here in this moment. If it's done from a neediness or a a grabbiness or even a desire to manipulate, that's not really a clean expression of vulnerability Yeah, in my mind. It's an abuse of you know our power as uh, as a woman to deeply feel and and a lot of the time it's not really fully authentic you know Mm. um in saying like it's it's probably not the truth of how you feel right if you if you're saying it to to get an outcome and to manipulate with your feelings there's actually some there's a like you're being asked to go a layer deeper yeah what comes to mind is you know those um romantic movies where women are manipulating men and she's she just turns on the tears just to get what she wants like that's an example of an unhealthy expression of well essentially toxic femininity really you know it's like I'm being vulnerable to get what I want but that's not really authentic as you said it's not really for me vulnerability is it changes moment to moment. It's what's alive in my body and in this moment. Like what are the sensations in my heart, in my throat? What are the emotions that are arising? It, it's not a static at all. It's constantly alive and shifting. Mm, yeah, 100%. And, you know, if like um, coming back into like the manipulation and just putting on the, the waterworks, you know, to get what we want, like um, in that situation, if you've, if you caught yourself doing that, like, firstly, we're not shaming that because I've, I've 
caught myself doing that too. Um, you know, I feel that, especially if that's what, if that's how we got our needs met as a little girl, mm-hmm. you know, that can be easily one of our patterns of still getting yeah. our needs met. And, you know, when, when I'm not shaming that, it's just like, can you bring awareness to that? And can you yeah. go a layer deeper to actually come to the vulnerability, which would be, hey, I'm feeling a lot and I yeah. don't know how to express this and I don't know what I need from you. But I just want to, I just, I just want to let you know that like, I'm, I'm feeling a lot and I'm really Mm. confused. Can you just give me some presence for a moment or can I have Mm. a hug or, you know, whatever? Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Turning it back into ourselves. Vulnerability with self first and then vulnerability with other. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Mm, it's such a big piece isn't it and for me it definitely I guess I want to say it gets easier like when I first started practicing expressing my vulnerability it was terrifying because as you said earlier, I'm also very sensitive. There's also been a lot that's been shut down from feeling, you know, that I would be too much if I expressed all of that or it not feeling welcome. And so it's like dipping a little toe trepidatiously into the, well, I'll just reveal this little bit and see if that's okay. And if that's received, then I can reveal a little bit more. And I'm still really nervous this person's going to close down and push me away, you know. And so I, I think that for a lot of us we don't reveal because we don't reveal our vulnerability because we're afraid of the rejection the hurts the closures that we've already experienced happening again and the invitation is to move beyond that move yeah because I don't believe we get anything that we want by closing and that can be challenging like I know for me um in the times where I was really called in my life to meet my vulnerability and Mm -hmm. to own this. And, and I can even look at it like as a similar thing as like my innocence. Yeah. And this is something that I rejected a lot because it was in these times um, where I had expressed this side of me that I carry the most trauma Mm. Yeah, that, that I had been abused that I had been rejected, that I have all the big feelings that I don't want to feel anymore. Mm -hmm. And for me, the medicine in moving through that and reclaiming this part of me has been in feeling all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is feeling the deep freeze in my body that may come over me when I think about, you know, expressing a certain part of me. Um, is feeling the fear of rejection and, and anxiety in my body and and learning how to regulate and, and find the safety in all of that, yeah. And we come back to self-regulation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, this the ability to know when we're offline. Like for me, that's been the power in learning my nervous system is feeling you know, where, where are the feelings that need to be felt and where are the feelings that are so traumatic that I actually just need someone to co-regulate with me to actually come back into safety again because some things are so big, you know, like a full freeze response from a traumatic event and so wedged sometimes in our nervous systems that we, we can't completely get through them alone. We need to sort of 
be guided like a child and back into safety. And then once we've done that a few times, then the path gets a little more well-trodden. Totally, totally. And there's so many ways to co-regulate as well. Like if it's not available for you in a human form, like co-regulating with a pet is the best. Or nature. Yeah, true. I love co-regulating with nature, just like, like earthing and grounding as a form of that, feet on the grass, in the sand, on the dirt, in the water, hug a tree, lay on your back and look at the sky. (laughs) Yeah, go for a swim in the ocean. The ocean is so calming. It is, isn't it? It's deeply cleansing too. Totally. From an energetic perspective. It's like a big reset button. Mm. Yeah, the foundation of all the work that I share um, mainly in like, well, actually in my one-on-ones and in my group work is always safety. It's mm. like, you know, is this nervous system regulation? Is this finding the safety in our own body and yeah. our own being and learning how to recreate that safety for ourselves? Because if we don't have that, then we are just going, like, we can't open to intimacy. There is no intimacy without safety. No, it's trauma open, trauma based connection, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And there's enough of that in the world. We don't need to be adding to that. We need to be soothing that. Regulating through that. <laughs> totally, yeah. It's like we, we've all experienced that traumatic version of, of what we call <laughs> relationships. Um, and, you know, like we all want to, I feel like all, everyone yearns for the deeper intimacy, the authentic intimacy. And that's mm. only possible with safety and with like, yeah, meeting that edge of vulnerability. And being willing to toe that line of where we've not been before. Sometimes for me, I, you know, I look, talk about the comfort zone and standing on the edge of the comfort zone, not obliterating it so much that we literally go back into trauma and we're completely dysregulated, but just this is a little bit of an edge for me to let you know that I'm feeling scared right now and just, okay, and now I'm just going to step back inside my comfort zone and re-regulate myself. You know, they're the things that take practice. within our own system as much as within our own relating once we have a dynamic with someone knowing those patterns that come up in them as well yeah it's like rewiring um our our body our, our nervous system our mind to feel safe in previous situations in relating and intimacy that weren't safe yeah yeah safety and vulnerability hey (laughs) feeling safe to be vulnerable and expressing the authenticity in the moment without fear of what will happen if we do reveal what's there yeah totally and for anyone that is listening that doesn't even really know where to begin with this like you know maybe (laughs) you're just so so disconnected um from the body from like your desires from that sensory experience you know and you spend a lot of time in your mind and you keep busy all the time and you don't create a lot of time for intimacy whether that's with yourself or pleasure or play or all of these things um yeah my advice would be like can you just spend 10 minutes a day feeling and can you like start identifying um you know 
how you, how your body's feeling like I don't mean like needing to give it labels but it's like can you be with yourself and then the next step from that is like can you communicate your inner world mm-hmm. to another mm-hmm. and beyond like just communicating how you feel is like actually like beyond the feelings and the emotions and and the sensations lies our needs lies our needs and our desires so most people that are like keeping themselves busy, not prioritizing intimacy, like never done embodiment work, live within the mind. These are the people that don't really know what they want or, or what they need. And they struggle to communicate that. And that's going to create mm. a lot of conflict and disconnection. Yeah. And uh, I've been there. So I know how uncomfortable it is and how numbing it can be to be disconnected from, from my own body. And so if I can add to what you said, hands-on is my favourite way to connect to my body, you know, putting the hands on the belly, the womb, the heart, wherever, and just breathing with it and speaking what's there, you know. Oh, I can feel tension in my chest right now. Oh, I can feel pulsations in my womb I can feel a crick in my neck and just those simple namings can be such a beautiful way to start and in in some of my intimacy workshops there's the things we do is just learning to to speak and name these things in our body as a means of becoming more aware of what's there simple but really powerful yeah, I was about to say the same thing, like such simple <laughs> practices, but they're so overlooked. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah, it kind of frustrates me sometimes, to be honest, that people just want to do all the fancy stuff. Like I love polarity. I love playing in that realm. But if we don't have the openness and the safety around intimacy that you were talking about before, we can't really safely go to those places and yet, there's often a resistance from a lot of people. They want to skip the basics. They want to skip the boring, what they perceive to be the boring stuff. And yet this stuff actually shouldn't ever get boring because what's alive in this moment, it's pretty quite, like it's fucking amazing. Quite frankly, these bodies are amazing, powerful, sensory beings. Why would we not want to connect with them in this moment? Uh, but it befuddles me. I just think there's so much to be felt in my body all the time. And I'm sure that's the case for everybody's. Totally. And, you know, it's like it's in the slowing down that we actually get to have a mm. like a full embodied experience of yeah. what we're actually chasing in the mind, that pleasure right it's like we're 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 wanting more we're wanting the fun stuff we don't want to do the boring stuff we want the play we want the fun but like you know none of that is possible without slowing down and feeling and being like anchoring into our sensory body without that awareness how do we know when we're our nervous system is regulated or not Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the slowing down yeah slow down one of my teachers said slow down to go fast it's like we can't progress faster than the nervous system is reached so we need to go as slow as it is capable of processing the information and that's actually the fastest way to move forward it's not Mm. slow at all 
I wish I knew that <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. I would have saved myself a lot of trauma and a lot of mm. um, burnout and exhaustion and going yeah. around in circles and trying to get somewhere that I wasn't getting because I was trying to quantum shift my way there. Yeah, I was trying to quantum leap to this place that I wanted to be, but I couldn't actually land anything in this 3D reality because I was just re-traumatizing myself constantly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the world kind of reinforces those behaviors too, doesn't it? Like go, get, do, create goals, objectives versus why don't you just slide out and feel for a little while and wonder why we get called hippies and and stuff you know like <laughs> but there's so much here yeah in this body in this moment even yeah do you want to so, do a check-in practice for yeah please that'll be nice do, would you like to run it sure great so closing down the eyes and just noticing your body in this moment Becoming aware of wherever you're sitting or standing. <sighs> Taking a few breaths into the belly and sighing on the exhale. <sighs> and just starting to notice what you notice in a sensory realm in your body in this moment. Maybe there's discomfort, maybe there's emotions. Just notice what you notice and I'll share what I'm noticing and maybe Sarah will do the same to give you an example of what this can sound like. So in this moment, I can feel actually some energy bubbling around my throat, which is really lovely. And I can actually feel my whole centre column <laughs> is pulsating with energy. And I can feel my sit bones on my chair are quite grounded and anchored down. And I can also feel a nice connection to you, Sarah, through this space that we're sharing. That's what's alive in me in this moment in my body. Mm, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Oh, I'm noticing a lot of energy in my body. Um, I'm feeling a lot of tingles actually in the back of my arms, which is weird um for me <laughs> I usually feel it more in my like chest as well um and I can feel a lot of energy moving in my womb it's like I can I can feel this little being in, in me pulsating <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I'm noticing that like I'm a little bit dry in the mouth. So I'm feeling mm. like once I get off this call, I really need to drink some water. I'm feeling a little dehydrated. Mm. And I'm noticing that my body really has a desire to, to get up and shake and move a little. I've been sitting down a lot today. Yeah, that's me. Mm, perfect. So everyone else can notice what they notice in relation to those shares and sometimes they shift just in the speaking of them mm, yeah Often. totally yeah and sometimes when I'm working with clients it's like I can it's like in a way I'm experiencing what they're experiencing in their body do you get that as mm, well yeah yeah and so sometimes for me just presencing it in my body like almost can shift it for them weirdly yeah. enough 
yeah yeah mm-hmm. everything is energy totally yeah <laughs> we're all connected <laughs> uh, <sighs> mm, i'm thank definitely you for- feeling much more grounded now we've mm. done that check-in yeah same same yeah feeling a lot more present in my body mm. yeah yeah and I just wanted to just um, end on on one note because I was um, had a client call just before this call and yeah something that really like landed for me in that call it was like what is it all for you know like we spend our time that like we we get up and we usually get going like early in the morning we go to work and we work really hard and you know like we're we're, we're these we've become human doings. not not human beings we're doing all the time we're doing 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 right and we're putting on on all these different hats you know the hat that you wear to work like the teacher or the coach or whatever whatever your role is you know then the mother the father um but it's like what is it all for what is it all for if we're not being present in our body if we're not feeling (laughs) if we're not actually being with the aliveness and and giving that expression if we're not playing if we're not taking breaks and going on holidays and and bringing in the pleasure into our everyday life as well Mm -hmm. not just waiting until we've got our holiday planned at the end of the year like Mm. like what is it all for (laughs) so that's like the question that feels alive for me that I just want to leave everyone like with it's like you know, it's like, what are we doing all of this for? Like, in essence, like, what are your true desires? What mm. part of you wants to be expressed that isn't expressed? Mm. Yeah. And stop waiting mm-hmm. for a rainy day or for the Bali trip at the end of the year to finally, like, let go and and be. It's like there's there can be pleasure felt in every moment. And often that requires you meeting this vulnerability that we speak of. Mm being willing to open to it (laughs) (laughs) human beings beautiful reminder thank you if there's any like little nugget of wisdom that you want to leave the listeners with what would what's a lie for you Brie that our bodies are our tool and our vehicle for the, the deepest healing so by being with them we have access to anything that we need I believe if we can just slow down listen be with what is there whether it's pleasure whether it's where to go next what business to create you know everything comes through my body now so what does your body want for you Mm. Mm, I love that (laughs) ah thank you Thanks for um, that beautiful little drop-in and for coming on and sharing all your juicy wisdom <laughs> that may not be like, may not sound too juicy to everyone else, but it was juicy for me. Definitely juicy for us. <laughs> <laughs> we were having that conversation before we jumped on. She's like, oh, should I talk about this or is that not juicy enough? I was like, that sounds juicy to me. <laughs> it's definitely authentic, that's for sure. Hmm, thank you mm-hmm. and i'm yeah. going to um drop your like links your website um your socials in the show notes um but is there anything 
that's coming up or anything that's alive for you to just share about how people can work with Mm. you or connect yeah I do one-on-one coaching with men women and couples predominantly online and um, I run a lot of in-person workshops in the Brisbane region so if you're in the Brisbane area and you want to come play with intimacy and polarity and sexuality in a sort of touch-based space then maybe you might want to get in touch with me it'd be lovely to have you in the space Mm, beautiful thank you